Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Okay, now everybody in business knows that sales is the lifeblood of any business. Uh, without sales, we have nothing, as somebody once told me. Jack Daly is a leading sales speaker, he's a trainer. He's got over 30 years of sales and executive experience. Uh, his track record is testament to his real world knowledge and his extensive expertise in sales and sales management is what I came to hear today. Uh, Jack Daly, you're very welcome to Down to Business. Bobby, it's a pleasure to be here and I can't wait for where we go. Firstly, Jack, maybe tell our li- listeners a small bit about you and your background. I know you're originally an accountant, uh, but sales is in your blood, so that makes you a different kind of monster. <laughs> well, um, you know what? You picked up on something really unique and different, and that is that I do have an accounting degree and a CPA and all of that. But the reason for it is that when I was a teenager, I interviewed successful business people. And I said, what's the pieces of advice? And they said, well, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur with a successful business, then understand how the numbers work. Because once you understand how the numbers work, then the rest of it kind of falls into place. So you're a natural sales guy, but you could bring in all the sales in the world, but if they don't find a way to to the bottom line, cash and profits, then what's for not? We're here in Belfast today, and the subject matter of the business is scaling your business. And again, you know, we really need to focus on sales if we talk about scaling a business, scaling a business. So, you know, you talk about four key topics, uh, the, 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 the big picture, uh, see, being able to see the big picture as a person. If you're a CEO, not making the mistake of being the sales manager as well, which we see infinite amount of people doing. Tell me more about your thoughts on that. Yeah, so, you know, it gets worse than that, Bobby. Look, there's three sins, as I call it, of sales management. One is where the business owner wears the hat of the sales manager. When that happens, you are, whatever spot you're in, the other one you're not in. So sales management is where you scale. Because in most businesses, if you want to grow your business, grow your sales force in quantity and quality. So if you're over there wearing the hat of the CEO owner and you're doing those important things, you're not scaling your business. So that's sin one. Sin two, we take the best salesperson on our team and make them the sales manager. And by the way, with no preparation whatsoever, well, they're two entirely different jobs. One doesn't mean they're going to be successful in the other. Very often what happens is you lose your best salesperson and get a mediocre sales manager in the trade. And then the worst sin of all, sin three, take the best salesperson, make them the sales manager, and ask them to cover their existing territory, which is mission impossible. And so here's the, here's the best advice I can give you. If you're interested in scaling your business, go and hire yourself a high-quality sales manager who will grow, grow your sales force in quantity and quality. Okay. Um, and I think just to finish out on the third sin there, the sales manager who's still looking after his own sales patch is probably going to be remunerated better uh, for his own sales than he is from any management position. So where is he going to focus? Yeah, well, look, the management or leadership of the company really drives that behavior because when they look at the design of the compensation plan, they're paying the person more to bring in business than they are to grow their salespeople. You also gave us a great analogy today about the parallels between selling 
and coaching and sport and business. Um, again, the way we good sports teams approach things. Give us a little bit more about your thoughts on that. Yeah, so probably the analogy works so well because so much of us are covering sports in our own lives, whether as a player or as a visitor, uh, as a fan. And what we all know is this, sports teams are run better than most businesses. Now, that may be an original thought that's coming to you right now from me, but if you sit down and think about it, let's talk about the three things that sports teams do that many businesses fail to do. One, they've got a playbook. Yeah. No coach would ever put their players on the field without a playbook. Second, they practice to the playbook. And, and, and third, the coach is belly to belly with the players, actively engaged. So I would ask any business owner or leader of a company, what, what are you doing on those three metrics? Number one, do you have a playbook, a sales playbook of best practices? Two, are your salespeople practicing? And if they're not practicing, then they're probably practicing on real deals, which is about as absurd as it gets. And then the third, where is your sales leader present? Are they behind a computer? Are they in an office? Or are they out there with their salespeople, belly to belly? Yeah. Those are the three ingredients. And again, it talks about, you know, when, you th when you think about that, and you think about a sales manager in an office, you know, trying to track people, not knowing what people are selling, not knowing people how, how people are selling. And again, you know, I think you had a business that had 2,600 um, salespeople in it. There isn't, you said yourself, there isn't 2,600 ways to, 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 to do sales. So let's agree on 10, and then the, 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 the 2,600 people can at least work within those parameters. Can, can you imagine a sports team? Again, we'll stay with the analogy. Can you imagine a sports team with 40 players and the coach getting in front of them and saying, let's give it all we got, um, go out and make some things up today? Because that's really what you're doing when you let that the salespeople design what they're going to do day to day out in the yeah. field. You know, there are best practices. There aren't 2,600 best ways to sell this stuff. That's what I used to tell my team. So, you know what? If you've got a best practice that gives you a competitive advantage, we'll put it in the playbook but we're gonna play by the playbook. My companies, Bobby, scaled at an enormous pace. Uh, when I went to California in 1985, I started the company with three other people. 18 months later, all organic growth, 750 people wow. in 22 locations, and our profits in the first three years, $42 million. Why? We had a playbook, <laughs> we practiced, and we were out in the field with our salespeople. You talked as well, Jack, about culture. And sales culture is a wonderful thing in a business, so particularly a, a strong culture where everyone is actually mindful around sales, be it the girl in the office, the guy in the warehouse, people who are interested and understand that sales is what pays the wages. How do you get a culture like that into a business? Are there certain key things that one should be doing to try and get to that place? Uh, how about things that get rewarded get done, yeah. right? So recognition, 
Um, what are your systems to ensure regular ongoing recognition? If we want that frontline customer-facing employee who doesn't necessarily wear the sales hat but could be absolutely instrumental in getting repeat business from a customer that a salesperson brought in, are we recognizing that person for the behavior that we're seeking? So recognition and rewards is a significant thing. When I've built my sales teams, what I've said is increased recognition and rewards equals increased revenues and sales, yeah. right? So communication is a second piece of creating a good culture. People today that work in companies wanna know that they're making a difference and where the company is going and how it's doing against the marker of where it wants to go. A big, big key, key piece is empowerment. Today, people want to be able to make decisions belly to belly with the customer. Um, you know, we're not interested in, I need to get approval from my next level up or I'm gonna get back to you in a week. I'm talking to the guy who can make the call. It, it, if people yeah. want things now, I mean, we have been conditioned that way. And then the fourth thing that I would say about culture is personal and professional development processes. Why should I come to work in your company and why should I stay once I'm there? And here's one of the things I think a lot of people miss, the personal development, not the professional. I think we all get attuned to that. But I wanna know, for example, What's on your bucket list as an employee? Because if I could figure out what turns your jets on and find a way to make that happen, my goodness, you're gonna give me the extra. Yeah. Uh, finally, Jack, can I, I know you've had some success and a major success uh, around competitive sports, triathlons, but something maybe our, our listeners may not know about you is that you only took up triathlons when I think you were 58 years of age. Is that right? <laughs> we, we all laugh at that, right? 58 years old and I'm going to take on the Ironman, right? 3.8 kilometer swim, 180 kilometer bike, 42K run. And I, I'm telling my friends and they're going, you're crazy. You, you can't do that. And I'm like, why can't I? And they said, because you're old, you're 58 years old. Well, between 58 and 66, I ended up doing 15 full Ironmans, including the Ironman World Championship in Kona, Hawaii. So evidently, the wow. mindset is such that you can either look at life and say, I can't do this, or you can look at life and say, what does it take to do this? Yeah. And so that growth mindset is one of my competitive advantages. I've always looked at where is the opportunity? And now, if I want to do the Ironman, what do I need to do? Well, obviously, I need to hire a coach and teach myself how to swim, right? And then I'm going to have to practice more at swimming than probably anyone else I'm competing with because they've been swimming their whole lives, and I've been a rock for 58 years. Well, it works. And, um, you know, I say take that same concept, that growth mindset, and apply it to most everything in life. Okay, well, listen, you're an absolute inspiration. Really, really nice to, to meet you, to enter into your world, and your thoughts on sales, they really, really are provocative and inspirational. Thank you, Jack. Hey, Bobby, the best part of this is I'm back in Ireland. I love being here. I have a new wife after losing my wife of 47 years to cancer. Oh, yeah. And... 
Now Karen gets to see all of the beauty of Ireland. We start on that right now. Well, I hope we won't let you down. So welcome to Ireland and enjoy your time with us. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much. Cheers. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.